Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Greg Littmer, and I am one of the elders of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. Today I'd like to talk about the world and me. As a Christian, what is my relationship with the world supposed to be? Now I'm thinking of the world in the sense of that which is purely physical and earthly in nature. The concerns of this life as distinguished from those of the life to come. How am I supposed to feel about it? There are several passages that help us understand this question. In John 17, 14, and 15, Jesus prayed to the Father concerning the apostles, I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world, but that thou shouldst keep them from the evil. In another passage, the apostle Paul wrote, I wrote unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators, yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous, or extortioners, or with idolaters, for then ye must needs go out of the world. That was in 1 Corinthians 5 and verse 11. So it's a unique situation that exists between the Christian and the world. While we must be in the world on a daily basis simply to function in life, we must also not be of the world. At the same time, we are to function as the salt of the earth. That's Matthew 5.13. We understand that salt acts as a preservative only of those things with which it comes in contact. Salt left in the container and kept separated from the meat will have no effect upon it whatsoever. We are the light of the world, Matthew 5.14. But what good is light if nobody can see it? A flashlight left on the source shelf never helps anybody. We have to be out in the world to survive and to properly function as Christians. At the same time, we must understand that because of our necessary close association with the world, there is an ever-present danger of yielding to its allurements and enticements, and that can be spiritually fatal for the Christian. We must be the ones who wield the influence and not the other way around. Perhaps you remember the words of the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14-17. through 17. He wrote the following, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part is he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. 
Once again, the point is not that as Christians we cease all association with worldly people, but that we be the ones who exert the influence and that influence be for good. There are many approaches that can be taken when writing about the Christian's relationship to the world. From a moral standpoint, we truly must be different. We must not think, talk, or act like worldly people. The Bible indicates a profound difference that exists between those who belong to Jesus and those who do not. In Romans chapter 8, verses 5-9, through 9, Paul wrote the following, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if any man has not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14 we find, But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. We need to make some applications of that truth. As Christians, we must be spiritually minded, not carnally minded. We are to mind the things of the Spirit, and not the things of the flesh. Obviously, in order to understand this, we must also understand what the word mind means. Some have defined it as to be intent on. If we mind the things of the flesh, it means that the appetites and the desires of the flesh control our interests. The intention or the chief focus is on the satisfaction of the desires of the flesh. But think about this for a minute. What is it that attracts our attention? What kinds of things do we find interesting? What are the types of things that we enjoy for recreation or entertainment? What kind of things do we talk about and think about? In Galatians 5, 19-21, Paul wrote these words, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, or bitter resentments, wrath, strife, seditions, or divisions in the church, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, a lot of the works of the flesh sound like an advertisement for a hit movie, or perhaps a best-selling novel, or maybe a hot primetime drama on television. For that matter, much of it sounds like the moral conduct of many of our business leaders and national political characters. Are these the kinds of things that attract our attention? Are these the kinds of things that fill our minds and our discussions? I believe we can recognize that immoral, ungodly things happen. I believe that we can recognize the immoral and ungodly things and that they serve as the basis for much of what is called entertainment in our world. However, being aware of it and knowing that it is out there is different from taking delight in it or making the works of the flesh the subject of our thoughts and intents. I don't want to know anything about the salacious details of daytime soap operas. 
I don't want to know about particular movies or television shows that are just ungodly and unrighteous. I am well aware of the fact that many of our national leaders have demonstrated that they are immoral, even amoral. I know that, but it is not going to be fodder for conversation in my life. It is just not right for me as a follower of the Lord to focus my attention upon that kind of stuff. Our interests cannot be controlled by things of the flesh. As Christians, we are supposed to have left those things behind, and quite frankly, the more spiritual we become, the less we will even want to think about or talk about those kinds of things. As spiritually minded people, our interests are to be controlled by things of the spirit, not of the world, and that takes work. It is not something that magically occurs when we rise from the waters of baptism. The old desires and passions are not just miraculously gone at that point, but we can certainly learn to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, as we are told in 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 5. How are we going to do that if we keep filling ourselves up with worldly things? The answer is, we won't. Paul told us what to think about and what to talk about in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. It's a beautiful passage. He wrote, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. I may not be able to keep from hearing and seeing some of these worldly things, but I don't have to invite them into my home, and I know I can keep myself from taking delight or even interest in them. I hope you carefully consider these words today.